Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of a Make Mind Media, the show all about Spider Girl and her world. I'm Zach Joyner, the friendly neighborhood executive producer and webmaster of Spidey-Dude.com, executive producer of the Spidey Dude Radio Network. Before we get started, we always got to thank our patrons over at Patreon.com slash Spidey Network. Patrons such as Allison, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Catherine, Kale, Kegar, Howard, Master Dramon, Phoenician, Scott, Vanessa, and Vicky, as well as our patrons, newest patrons, Adam and Jurgen. Thank you guys for your support over on Patreon.com slash Network. And of course, we also got to mention our VIPs, Scott, other Scott, uh, Sebastian, Vinkman, and Winnipeg Webhead. Thank you guys for being our VIPs over on Patreon.com slash Network. If you haven't checked out our other great shows, we've got our other great shows like Clone Saga Chronicles and Spectacular Radio. So well, season one of Amazing Spider-Man Classics, those are part of our Vault series. Those are completed shows for the most part. Uh, but season two of ASM Classics is a father and son duo talking about Spidey from the beginning. We got Salby Sima era podcast, the seminal run on Salby Sima seminal run on Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, covering everything from the return of the Sin Eater all the way up until shortly before the Clone Saga. And of course, Voices from the Eerie, a Gargoyles podcast talks about the Gargoyles animated series that ran in the 90s, also t- discusses the new comics that are out now. So if you haven't checked those out, check those out now. And of course, our Patreon first show, Books of X, the show all about uh, the Cocoon era X-Men podcast, and of course, Spidey Dude experience here on the YouTube channel. Of course, if we're doing an episode of Make My Medi, it's always going to have Kelly McDaniel. Hello, Kelly. Hello. And uh, so we got some people already talking. Hello, Andrew. And we got Winnipeg Webhead Hi. and we got Vinkman already in the chat. Oh, hello, hello, guys. Hello. Uh, so, Kelly, we're doing a little more patriotic episode today. We just celebrated <laughs> July 4th, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, we're recording on July 7th. Uh, so we're a little, little late, but it's okay. Uh, you know, we are celebrating... Uh, as we start off into our multiverse shenanigans, that's the nice way to call uh, call this last uh, leg, of, or or as I call it later on in my notes, the unraveling of the MC2. Um, <laughs> yes, especially after especially after most recent uh, oh. m- most recent uh, story, uh, which we'll we'll go into when we talk about news. But yeah, so. We are going over Captain America Corps because Shannon is involved and there's cosmic multiverse shenanigans, uh, you know, a good three years before Spider-Verse, you know, the Marvel's first multiverse event, according to someone. <laughs> it's wrong. Well, yes, yes, th- <laughs> yes, they are wrong and they don't like being told that. Oh, uh, Winnipeg nice. is going to actually be starring as Captain America for a superhero training performance tomorrow. <laughs> so I this is that that's great, though. Yeah. And also have a lot of fun. That'll be fun. Although it's yeah. a little. Is it is it a little like unpatriotic for for you to be Captain America <laughs> in Canada? Because uh, y'all just had y'all just had Canada Day before us yeah yeah which i mean i guess you could you could he could have dressed up as like a member of alpha flight i mean they have the maple leaf and everything i don't know i don't know how that works i don't either 
Uh, do we want to talk about some news? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Sorry. Lot, no, I, I, I'm I, just saying, I was just like, it made me wonder. I was like, is that unpatriotic? Because, like, <laughs> you know, everyone thinks a patriot, they think of America, but like really patriotism is just about like your love for your country. True. So <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, he wore the, the red and white Spidey suit he got for you Canada. You did. Oh. We saw it on the Discord. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, so if you have not, really speaking cool. of, link is down in the description. If you have not joined our Discord, go join it now. Yeah, also, totally. I'm using my new computer, Kelly. I know you oh, are. It's, I'm so excited. Yay! No more, no more freakouts. No more uh, computer hopefully. freakouts. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not. not. Knock on wood. But yeah. So in terms of news. Uh, I literally wrote there's no real news, but I guess there kind of is uh, since we do make mention of any time uh, an MC2 character pops up and we have to add another issue to our long list, our never ending list. <laughs> the list that will never end. <laughs> the list that will never end, which is good. I mean, I guess that means Marvel likes us and doesn't want us to stop talking about them. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, so there are two pages. Um, in Edge of Spider-Verse issue four, that feature Mayday and 982 Peter Parker. Um, the writer did not know, uh, however, that uh, Roderick Kingsley was killed in Spider-Girl the End, uh, or at least that's how I'm assuming it was because when people have asked about it, he's just he did like the disguise smiley face on the emoji. So like, I don't know if he's just calling them like fake fans or trolls, which would be really weird considering mm. they're not fake fans. Like it happened. I like, I don't know how, I don't know how else to take it other than he's like, that's the, he's using the emoji as my bad, but it's like, I don't know. Cause there's, it's a weird emoji to use. It, it, yeah. That's a weird like, answer. Yeah, I, like it's it, okay to not know because this is what I wanted to get into was hmm. it's not a mayday story, y'all. As you know, someone jumped down my throat when on Reddit, on Reddit yeah. and nobody came to help me. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Not salty. Totally had to defend myself and did use I, my mod powers. Did, did I? Did, did my response not go in? It was just all I saw was me. Oh, I thought okay, I, I, I check I, Yeah, no. I, I typed a response. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um okay. it's fine. Um because I wasn't that obviously enthused. And they were trying to state that, you know, everyone needed to go out there and buy it because Mayday's in it, and we need to show Marvel that Mayday makes money. And here's the thing. This wasn't her story. This no. was a three stories in one issue so an anthology series and it was a story about Anya Aranya from the 616 who I do appreciate they start the story where she's in 982 because she was helping a, a tie back to um you know a tie back to uh the end of the last Spider-Verse story where Spider, man, spider, Peter, uh, from the like other Peter, uh, was asking if any one of the mystical spiders could help him, you know, have a more human form and get back to normal. And so 
I appreciate that, you know, we're at least following that up with Anya went back to their world to help and did help. And now um, Peter, now Peter has two, two legs. Yep. And, and immediately is trying to, uh, you know, <laughs> I do. I did. Appreci- again. I did appreciate the visual reference of him wearing like, Oh, hoodie girl. Hoodie oh girl no, he's outfit. wearing hoodie girl. Yeah, yeah, no, and and I refuse to call it anything else. He is he's in full hoodie girl, and it's hilarious, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like it, there's very much like good nods to it, and I think that's all we really need. And then two, as it's been mentioned uh, to me, but also I know Kingsley. Does Kingsley ever really die? He could I, I, easily come back, but we just didn't see it, and because we don't see it, it does feel very jarring. And that's okay. And I get that. And I'm pretty sure that they just didn't know he died. <laughs> and so it's to me, this is still far. These two pages are still far better than the infinity story we got. Yes. Mostly because guess what? All they do is fight. And then Anya goes on to do Anya things. And we get a lovely mention with them fighting together you know, how, again, Anya is no longer Spider-Girl. It's almost kind of saying, hey, we're giving this back to you. Bye. Um, and yeah. that's the part I like. Um, and that that's the part that's cool, you know? Um, but ultimately, it's not a Mayday story. You going out and buying that issue is not showing Marvel that you want more Mayday. Honestly, it's showing them that you want more Anya. Yeah, so it, it, it's, it backfires in terms of your... Look, if Mayday was the star of the book, like you're like you're saying, that's an if entirely she, different. If she, if she had a store, if she had an actual story in the book, it would make more sense. Instead, it's no, it's literally two pages of basically Anya helped, uh, you know, unother uh, Peter. He goes back to normal, and then Hobgoblin shows back up, being very Phil Urch esque hobby, not. <laughs> not Roderick Kingsley, but we're eh, in any case, like I said, the whole Hobgoblin thing is just wrong. It's just a wrong characterization. And you know, whatever. You you argue that it's like a, a, a a different Hobgoblin, but like, well, no, no, no. See, that was my thing is that's what I thought. But as you read those two full pages. Yeah. No, unfortunately. Uh, So, and that's again, again, it's, it's not Look, the you, biggest thing, but also yeah. buying it's not proving that point. Uh, and it also, you know, I want quality over quantity. I don't need, you know, them to do 10, you know, five to 10 issues of Mayday written by somebody who's never read the book and an editor. And yes, I apparently I'm honestly at this point, I'm just very angry at Nick Lowe and we'll continue to be angry at Nick Lowe. Um, for things he's done, the crimes he has, he has committed in his laziness, uh, <laughs> which, sorry. Um, but it, tell us how you really feel, Kelly. <laughs> uh, I just, no, you're not wrong, man. It's, I'm it's, not, that's, it's, but it's, in, it's in any case, again, all I'm saying is I don't really, we don't need a series 
where everything is wrong. And we're going to get into that because this is, as we get into Captain America Corps, this is actually the start of what I call the unraveling because things start to fall apart. And it actually does start here. Yes. Uh, AKA, maybe I'm anti multiverse shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> So how we're going to do things, uh, we're going to do things a little differently. Let's we, I, I yes. you know, just, just segue into the, into the, into yeah. the run uh, because we are going to do things not because God, if we went through each and every issue beat by beat, like there's a lot that doesn't involve Shannon. <laughs> You know, yes, we're, we're, even though I got su- I got sucked in because I'll be honest, this story is bonkers, yeah. uh, and I'm the one that made the rule of let's just focus on Shannon. Let's do a really quick episode, and just focus on Shannon because first all the Spider Verse stuff we're just gonna focus on Mayday because otherwise there's so much. Um, it, but I, I got sucked in by you know Tony Stark's brain and <laughs> in a jar. In a jar, in a jar, um, he asked Hank Pym, "No matter what, to kill him." Yeah, yeah. it is. Any, in any case, again, (laughs) the story is bonkers. (laughs) And and so, crazy town, banana pants, like it's. Oh boy. In in a good, it's in a good way. Yes, it is. We'll talk about it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, everybody gets put back to where they're supposed to be. No harm, no foul. Everything's saved. Unlike other multiverse stories we'll talk about. You know, like the first one that Marvel claims. Kind of. Yeah. So there is a little bit of history that I will I will talk about before we before we get into the recap. Um major big thing about this set of issues here is that this is the first reference to Earth 982 since Spider-Girl the end. Uh, but we shouldn't be surprised because this is Roger Stern we're talking about. Uh, he is the type that won't leave any stone unturned and will reference things that might be missed. He's definitely from the school of Mark Grenwald, school of thought when it comes to continuity, and it shows here. Each issue uh, notably does feature cover art by Phil Jimenez, who does things like Infinite Crisis, it was part of the launch team of the brand new day era of Spider-Man outside of what we see here. So the only MC two references we see of any significance until the topic of next episode, as I call it, the dark ages. Uh, now in regards to the story and what's going on, the Ed Brubaker run on cap was a huge deal at this point. And he brought back Bucky, the one-time sidekick to Steven world war two, and largely was thought to be one of the three people who actually stayed mar- dead in Marvel's publishing history with our friends, uncle Ben and Gwen Stacy. We all know how this works out later, but at the time, this is the trio of not returning. <laughs> so, um, you know, just kind of give you a little bit of base um, for for the foundation of parts for this story. And uh, Kelly's going to do run down the first three issues. I will run down issues four and five. So, yes. Uh, and obviously, we'll pepper in and sprinkle in, you know, our antidotes on certain things. So yes. it, it's. It's still broken up, but it's not kind of broken up because we, this isn't like a, you know, it's not Mayday story. It's, it's not us deep diving, even though I start getting real sucked in. Um, But anyway. It's because, look, it's honestly The moment, the moment Tony Stark's brain showed up, I was just, I was like, okay, now I'm here, which is very late in the game, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) 
But then I'm like, no, I don't want to leave. This is creepy and weird and uh, psychotic. And if you know and I- Kelly, her horror-loving background, it like it it, it does touch that part but of her this, soul. This is this is more like '60s sci-fi. Yeah, yeah for true. sure. It's just it like I said, it's crazy town banana pants. Once everything starts coming together, it's it's insane. Uh, so yeah. As I went all the way to the top of my page, and I'm like, I need to get back. All right, so, all right, Captain America Core issue one. Um, the title for issue one is Missing in Action. Obviously, it's Roger Stor- Stern, Felipe, uh, is it Brion? I think it's Brion. Brion. Uh, Matt Milla on colors, and Corey Pettit, letterer, and of course, Tom B as editor. Brennan, um, reboard. <laughs> yes. Brennan, not report. Um, all right. I also updated the uh, the dates too. This was thank you. On. So yeah, so released on June fifteenth, twenty eleven. Uh, cover date was August twenty eleven. So uh, Inuits pull up an iced Captain America in the Arctic Circle, and in a flash, literally, he disappears. A watcher, Tath, is Tath Key is watching from a distance, and uh same uh anyway and has figured some force has abducted captain america and this should not be happening and he's been seeing it everywhere in all multiverses or not all but most like a lot uh so on on the blue area of the moon tath explains that captain america is going missing from different timelines and it's threatening uh the elders the watchers um and everyone's existence and he isn't i don't know what i was doing when i was typing this but anyway everyone's existence and you know captain america is not just missing from one timeline but multiple and it's causing the multiverse to kind of destabilize and go haywire as multiple timelines are now occurring and kind of breaking off um the other watcher that he's talking to uh Utu doesn't find this concerning as anytime a Captain America is stolen uh, from one timeline, others are created in his place where, you know, where he does exist. But Tath is worried that the multiverse will collapse if these disappearances keep up. We cut to Cap, uh, is it Camp Lay or Cape, Camp Lehigh? Lehigh? I, think, I think it's just Lee. Lee, okay. Camp Lee. Uh, April 1941, as Captain America gets ready to go out and save the day, someone teleports into his room and takes him somewhere new york city present day we see someone watching the news uh it's like a fox news equivalent uh about the current captain america at that time bucky barnes the public has learned that he's formerly the winter soldier and wonders if he's still an enemy agent bucky is fighting some fascists as you know captain america should be when tath comes to visit him and recruit him for an extremely important mission Bucky follows and finds himself in a different reality, the home of Tath, and other Captain Americas have shown up as well, including our girl, American Dream. The team Tath has assembled is Steve from 1941, Bucky from present day, aka 2011, Shannon from 982, billed as the next generation's Captain America, U.S. agent, just before he, just before things collapse on him. Uh, <laughs> And Kiyoshi Morales, Commander A from Earth 11831. 
a character created for this series from the 25th century. As Tath explains why he gathered them, the, Amer the Americas, or Caps, as I will go back and forth of calling them, obviously have some questions, and U.S. agent is kind of sexist and racist, you know, what's new, uh, while he questions things. And the others are confused because their timelines still have the legacy of Steve Rogers intact. Tath decides to show them the altered 616, the altered present, to show them what's at stake if they can't figure out what's going on and who is taking Steve from different timelines. The present day looks like something um, MAGA people, uh, you know, so shots fired, but not really, because this was actually telling telling us the future, um, like true, a lot, true. actually. <laughs> um, but the present day looks like something MAGA people would absolutely love, as there is a Take Back America party, because I guess they stormed the Capitol. Um, and as this, 19... Uh, this was also during, like, the controversy with the Tea Party, for those that don't know. Well, so Tea was... Party is MAGA. Well, people yeah, don't is. realize that. Yeah. Same people. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and as 1941 Cap freaks out over all the technology changes, which fair, uh, these police officers who have their faces completely masked, because that's cool, uh, starts to try to arrest them and subdue our team because, you know, they're wearing unauthorized masked attire. Obviously, a fight breaks out. Um, for Captain 41, as I call him, calls the America Corps. Uh, oh, no, I think it was supposed to be Bucky was calling them stormtroopers, but it looks like it was like Captain America 41. So I'm not sure where that is. But the America cops get called stormtroopers a lot in this chase. Um, and there's even a flying cop shooting at them. Shannon pulls some cool moves with her star discs, and they run to go undercover. As they run into an alley, a giant shield cuts in front of them, and they find themselves facing the Ameridroid. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so, no. I will, I will not do it. <laughs> You're, you have to use it sparingly. Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. All right, so Captain America, Core. Uh, Captain America Corps, or uh, Corp, whatever it is. Core. Uh, yeah, but it's got an S. I know, it, it, the S is Cores. silent. Cores. Yeah, no, anyway, Core. So, Captain America Corps, issue number two, Enemies of the State, released on July 20th, 2011. Cover date was September. New York City, the next generation. Sorry, I'm going to keep laughing every time I see that. Anyway. We see a it's bit like, like look. It's it's almost like some. It's it's like Stern was trying to tell something to someone. <laughs> just, just yeah. saying it. Uh, so we see a bit of a flashback in Shannon's point of view when Tath recruited her to this mission. Um, she knows him as the Contemplator, uh, something you know she knows from the Avenger files. And while she's not exactly jazzed about following a cosmic entity. Um, you know, we kind of basically start getting the rundown from her point of view uh, from issue one. As we're still in Shannon's point of view, this issue, um, we're told that the Ameridroid possesses all of Cap's strength and agility, but multiplied, and it was originally made to house the mind of a dying Nazi scientist, but that was destroyed when it turned against the Red Skull, so how does it even exist in this reality? 
The Caps go after the Android, who take them down pretty quickly. They are taken and held at Seagate, which is a prison off the coast of Georgia, apparently. Don't know why in this universe we turned Jekyll Island into uh, Alcatraz, but that's a thing. Or uh, maybe it's Sea Island, because Seagate, so Sea Island. We turned the, the haven for all the sea turtles. Cool. Anyway, actually, that is something... That is something fascist would do. That sucks. Anyway, <laughs> as, and as Shannon comes uh, comes to uh, from being knocked out, uh, well, the caps go after the android who take them down pretty quickly. They are taken and held at Seagate. And as Shannon comes comes to, she's greeted by a video feed of Major America uh, with bright star and broad stripe taking the feed over to play a little good cop, bad cop, and trying to scare Shannon by showing her feeds of what they are doing to the boys on the men's side of the facility. Shannon has some not-so-nice words for them as Bright Star walks away. Broadstripe asks to talk to Shannon alone. She claims no one else can hear their conversation and asks about Steve Rogers. Shannon advises she's not talking unless they stop torturing the team and the connection is lost as Seagate loses power from a nasty storm. The Caps all make quick work of getting their gear back and regrouping, but Kiyoshi doesn't want to just leave without feeling the political prison, without freeing, sorry, the political prisoners. And so the group goes and finds them, only to find, uh, at the beginning, three men, Peter Parker, Sam Wilson, and Luke Cage. And they have a lot of contempt for the flag. The, and the uniform our heroes wear. Shannon sees Peter, Sam, and Luke, heroes, Avengers of her world, and is kind of shocked by how young they are and also just in the state that they're in because they're imprisoned. Uh, Shannon frees Peter uh, out of his inhibitor collar, and he goes a little crazy, uh, frog leaping over John, a U.S. agent, and helping remove the collar from Luke. The three men then take charge, getting everyone free. An energy vortex sweeps the caps back up uh, or back to Taft's home and asks, and Taft asks them if they're ready to believe him now. John is obviously still John and he flies off the handle and then Bucky does bring up that, you know, they didn't really learn much beyond that this alternative world is just a total mess. But Kiyoshi's suit had downloaded the world's history, uh, something he like calls something web which neuro web neuro web which um i'm just you know morales web uh he also tells luke that he's like his great great nephew which i still don't know if that's a joke or if that was real because you know i don't i don't know i don't know <laughs> anyway is it danny's grandson danny uh yeah uh jessica and, and luke's daughter but oh uh be like you know this is like four generations like four or five generations yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah past maybe but i just have a question about the morales I mean, part well i mean you know I mean, maybe uh, it's somewhere down the line yeah. <laughs> anyway like i said i got I got hung up on that because I totally forgot that his last name was Morales. And I believe that this was 
when did Miles show up in the comics? Miles. No, Miles came in 2011. Ah. Around the same time that this was being developed, this was because San Diego Comic Con 2011 was the announcement of Miles Morales. Like that oh, they were. And then this this came out before that. Yeah, this was, but, but this that was in development as this was being written as well. So that's yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, just just a thought. There's there's a lot of thoughts, um, with Kiyoshi. Uh, but. Anyway, uh, Kiyoshi Suit had downloaded the alternative world's history when they were at Seagate. He explains that America, uh, our America Man is something the government created after the Avengers disbanded. Because without Captain America, without Steve, they had nothing keeping them together. Back at Seagate Prison in the alternative reality... Like I said, then I wrote apparently off the coast of Georgia and did fascist 616. I have to put Rikers on Jekyll Island, but it's probably Sea Island because they had to kill the sea turtles. Um, Damn Nazis. Damn dirty Nazis. Anyway. Fascist. Anyway, the the America Command finds Seagate totally trashed and they put out an APB for the prisoners to be found dead or alive. And Stripes makes mention uh, to ask for the interlopers to be kept alive for questioning, telling Star that if they kill them, it may threaten to undo all of their hard work to be continued. All right. So uh, do we want to mention like the covers, like who was on each cover? So I think the first. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. So the first one is 40s. Yeah. No, uh, first one, I okay. think is Bucky. And the second Bucky. one's Bucky. Okay, yeah. This this oh, no second one is um, Shannon. Is the second one Shannon? No, uh, no. Shannon's Sec- number four. Shannon's four. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So it was. It's, it's Bucky. The issues are weird. The covers don't match. <laughs> they don't. The yeah, lead like, of the issue. Because <laughs> because here's the thing: every issue is told from the perspective of an individual cap, and we kind of get their history throughout each issue. Yeah. And. You would have thought they would have made match the cover. Yeah, they would have matched the covers, but they don't because this this issue has a U.S. agent as the cover. Okay, that's right. That's right. And then. But his actually matches because we get his backstory as the opening page. Oh, is is she three? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't know. This is I like this is like I said, this is the start where I start questioning things. I start questioning decisions and, you know, things just go downhill from here. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Captain America Corps issue three. Um, the title name is History Lesson. It was released on August 17th, 2011. The cover date is October. We go through. <laughs> Why did I write Ho? Uh, so <laughs> I wrote HO, HO US agent, um, body, body John, um, John, John is a John, John is a John is a I'm sorry, that shouldn't have broke me the way it did. <laughs> Look, right. this, this series shouldn't endear us to us agent but it does <laughs> he's an ass but he's our ass <laughs> he's america's ass 
<laughs> anyway, all right, we go we go through um, how that's what I was supposed to write. How U.S. agent came to the group, and we cut to where we left off with Kiyoshi giving us a rundown of the America Man. And there's a Maradroid, Bright Star, Major America, Broad Stripe, and America Cup One. His name is America America Cup One. Just, you know, just so you know, Americups. So in an al altered reality, Bright Star and Broadstripe seemingly know how to stop the alien attacking, uh, how to stop the alien attack that attacks the Avengers that Steve normally saves them from before anything major could happen. And then Broadstripe easily defends Thor, leaving with the Enchantress to go back to Asgard. So we no longer have Thor and the Avengers in this world thus giving Broadstripe more power in the group and seemingly knowing how to easily take down Kane and capturing Hawkeye, who in the 616, as we know, only tried to break into the Avengers mansion to audition to be an Avenger. But in this reality, he was charged and later died in a prison uprising. Wholesome. Without Hawkeye to kind of keep the Avengers going, they quickly disbanded and when Iron Man, Wasp, and Giant Man left the team, Star and Stripes introduced their new teammates and had created America Command. The team immediately went to work, capturing Zemo, Red Skull, and Sleeper, almost as if they knew where to look. From there, they also seemingly killed Marvell, imprisoned the mutants, all mutants, and backed a Miles Brickman for president. Shannon knows this name and how crooked this man is. To quote her, she said, you know, he made Nixon look like a choir boy, and I really wonder where we've heard that before. <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> hey, I, I didn't expect Roger Stern to, you know, warn us of the future, but here we are. True. He's a psychic. Uh, so Shannon asks where the F, uh, where the Fantastic Four was during this, or anyone really. Um, but we see that the Fantastic Four was no more when the boys were lost and then died in the negative zone, and Sue went into seclusion. Uh, you know that Pym suffered a breakdown. Tony died on an operating table, and Janet retired to live the good life. All these headlines seem pretty fishy and Bucky proposes a plan, kind of becoming the leader of all the captains uh, as they need more intel here and ask Shannon and, and Bucky asks Shannon and Kiyoshi to find the wasp while he and Steve check on Pim. Bucky well, he, asks John, huh? Just to stop you, Bucky's made the leader, but like US agents like, hey, who made you leader? And everybody's like, well, we're not going to make you leader. <laughs> well, no, no, they... They were like, no, Bucky has our vote. And U.S. agents just like, all right, whatever. Fine. He's old <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's, it's funny. Anyway, um, Bucky asked John to watch Taft's back as he tries to find the truth to Tony's death. They go to Edgewood Cemetery in Long Island and find Tone, Tony's tomb. Uh, and Taft finds out that this is Tony's body. But his brain's been removed. Dun, dun, dun. 
Uh, Kiyoshi and Shannon find themselves on the good ship Trust Fund off the coast of Monaco, and they disguise themselves as staff, but Janet kind of immediately knows that they're not her staff, obviously, as, you know, she hasn't seen them before in her life. And then Sue comes out from the bar and is alarmed by them because, again, doesn't recognize them. And she's been warned to be on the lookout for these bad guys pretending to be Captain America. So she throws them off the boat as they try to show themselves to them and talk some reason into them. They basically try to go, wait, we're from the future. And Sue just knocks them off the ship. Uh, Leonard, at Leonard Sampson Memorial Psychiatric Hospital, Delphos, Ohio, Steve and Bucky take out some orderlies who were talking about Banner's lobotomy. And they disguise themselves. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. I, look, did, I forgot about that part. About look, his lobotomy. This is, this is where I start getting sucked in because I'm just like, this world is bleak. This is why uh, we can't let Murdoch keep buying news stations. <laughs> well, Sorry. Yeah. He Honestly, if we find out he's Red Skull, I would not be shocked. I don't think he's going to be around much longer at this point. So Good. Good. That's horrible to say, but good. <laughs> a little bit, but that's, you know. Tell us anyway. How you're really anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't I don't like uh, I don't like sensationalizing the news for profit for miscommunication purposes. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so as I go back about Banner's lobotomy, um, Steve and Bucky disguise themselves as the orderlies and get into the building. They make it to Henry Pym's room, and the man is drugged out of his mind, going on about, go to the ant through the sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Um, they realize they need to dry Hank out from his drugs before they can even talk to him. Back at Tony's tomb, the Americops show up, but John makes quick work and Tath orbs them away. Um, at Ameri America Man HQ, Star is talking to Sue about what just happened, and Star advises Stripes that everything is a mess and then calls her D. And then your gears should be turning about wondering what Captain America villain is called D. Hmm. Because you might not know, uh, especially not back then. Uh, but Kiyoshi, Shannon, Steve, and Bucky, and seemingly Hank all get orbed out just in time, something that infuriates Stripes. At the abode of Toth, or Taith, or, you know, Tothki, Taithki, uh, we find out from Bucky that Pym was drugged by order of a Dr. Wentworth. You know, like Deidre. Wentworth, a.k.a. Superior. Once, uh, once one of Steve's old foes, or one of Steve's old foes, Kiyoshi runs a scan and finds that Stripes and Superior are a really close facial match. According to Shannon's Avenger database, Superior had developed a time probe, and the pieces, you know, and then that's when the pieces start to all fit together. At Valhalla Mountain, um, in Colorado Springs, current headquarters of America Command, the Ameriteam 
starts to unravel as major America starts to realize that something is up with the fact that Stripes really wants the Steve Rogers imposter alive. Is he really an imposter? Stripes goes on a power trip after being questioned and reminds everyone that they only have their powers due to her. Stripes heads to her office and goes into a secret room where she houses Tony's brain. She basically tortures him for information, which is really weird. And <laughs> yeah. And show, yeah. And yeah. shows Tony's brain the Tesseract, advising that she has it and will use it to empower her more so the world will be hers to command. And to that's where I hand you the baton to finish these last two out. Okay, so <clears throat> we got uh, Captain America Corps number four with Shannon on the cover because that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Released on September 21st, 2011. The cover date is November. Our issue opens in Arizona 2410 with uh, our uh, with uh, Kiyoshi working on a trying to do a speech when the contemplator summons him as he, he says, Commander A, you know, <laughs> come with us. So we get our recap page kind of recapping with using actual panels from the previous issues talking about what's going on. And uh, then it, the we get the uh, splash page of our like our opening splash page assault on Valhalla. So we have the intruders that show up. Um, uh, they start. They get to the rebel base. We've got uh, looks like is that I think it's Nick Fury and um, so members of Shield, Peter, um, you know the prisoners that we saw last uh, last issue. So you know. Fury's kind of confused how he, you know, how he sees Cap and everything. So they uh, all meet up. So we've got Punisher. We've got Misty Knight. We've got Matt Murdock. Speaking of a Murdock, uh, looks like I think that's supposed to be Patsy Walker Hellcat, but her hair is wrong. I <laughs> so. I really don't know. But like to uh, this is kind of because we. We did. I didn't really make mention of it, but it was starting in even even as far back as issue two. Little things were changing. Yes. Because the timelines were becoming so unstable. Yes. So um, this is oh, kind this of is one not, of those this moments. Is not, uh, this is not. Uh, I thought this it is, was. Um, it's Tigra. Um, she, no, no, no. It, becomes tigra i believe She's, prior yeah. to that it was um she was the cat yes that's right that's right yes because it's on the next page so yeah um like she said you have the cat and murdoch murdoch just you know is in his civilian guys and then all of a sudden time reverber timey whammy reverberations happen and she goes from being the cat to being Daredevil, or and Murdoch becomes Daredevil. Wait, the so. cat becomes Daredevil. No, cat becomes no, no. Tigra, and the Matt becomes, becomes Daredevil. Thank you, thank you, right? <laughs> thank you for correcting me. So we got Murdoch's becoming is becoming Daredevil. Tigra's Tigra now. So it's the entropy wave is what's happened is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. Um, you know, Punisher wants to take it to the streets, but Steve's like, no, that would be civil war, and we don't want that. So, uh, you know, he kind of gives a bit of a rousing speech talking about, you know, how he saw bigots waving the flag and that there's, there's some things never changed. And it's just the America court, uh, America command is the newest bunch of to divide and conquer. So, um, 
Peter goes, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to follow this guy anywhere. So they begin the plan. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the abode of uh, Tath Kai, we've got U.S. agent and Shannon. <laughs> and uh, Shannon kind of calls him out saying that, you know, Shannon's like, hey, they're going and doing a diplomatic mission because U.S. agents are all grumpy because they wouldn't because Barnes wouldn't let him go, which I mean, if you wanted to ignite a powder keg, you would put U.S. agent in that situation. So um, uh, the, the 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 teasing, the teasing the, Shannon and John have, I think, is what makes John endearing. And that's what's like. Yes, oh, he's he's still disgusting. Yeah, he's he's an ass, but like, but he's Shannon's he's... Shannon calling him out. Yeah. kind of puts him in his place because she can out. I think he quickly he, realizes he knows that she can outshine. Him. Exactly, exactly, and like he doesn't want to be shown up, so he's like being kind of nice in a U.S. agent way. You know what I mean? So, well, uh, I don't think in fa- in fairness to all of them, none of them handle cosmic situations very well, and this is very weird. Yes, this is taking the man out of time concept and like turning it to a 12. Yeah. Let's go from one to 10. So um, the other caps show back up and then they, be, they begin uh, start laying out the plan to assault the base. Uh, Pim is starting to look a lot better uh, because he's been, he's dried out quite a bit. Um, Shannon, of course, you know, welcomes having him aboard as a founding Avenger. So we get to Valhalla Mountain, the loading docks, which Valhalla Mountain, I think, is based on NORAD. That's why it's located in the specific uh, region of yeah. like, Colorado Springs. So um, we have this transport truck coming in. <laughs> and of course, uh, our heroes, you know, kindly knock on the door. Of course, we uh, have the beast Electro. That's right, Electro. Uh, Wonder Man, Misty Knight, Tigra. Uh, and uh, Power Man as well. So quickly they they start taking control of the of the docks and kind of getting everybody loaded no, up. We, should, we might also want to make mention Beast is not. Um, yeah, I was going like to bring that fully, up. Fully, fully Cookie Monster. He is um, his. Be- he is Beast 1.0, circa yeah. like Kirby Beast, or yeah. even like X Factor Beast, like. So he's not he's not furry yet. <laughs> he's, he's he's not Kelsey Grammer yet. He's not <laughs> he's not Kelsey Grammer. Yes, that was still one of the best casting that they ever did. I I will die on that hill. Like, well, I mean, who else can sound intelligent? And you also just know that they've committed numerous war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Only Fraser. I mean, <laughs> so. Uh, the teams kind of split up. So we have U.S. agent going with Misty Knight, Paladin, and uh, Punisher, and Nick Fury. Uh, Steve and Shannon kind of lead their own team. And then, uh, 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 what's the what's the future cap? Future cap and uh, Bucky. Kiyoshi. Well, Commander A. Commander uh, A. I couldn't remember his name. I just I this is why I, I just started naming them their names. I was just like Shannon, Kiyoshi, John. Steve, Bucky. Yeah, yeah. So, so Kiyoshi and and Bucky with Pim are on another are with another group. So, um, 
now Shannon's group is called the Dream Team. Dream, you know, and obviously uh, that's what they're when yeah. she leaves the team, that's what they're called. And then we got Nick Fury's the Howling Commanders, the Howling Seas, you know, it's uh, the Kiyoshi Am- the Howlers. Yeah. Yep. And then the Amigos are Kiyoshi's team. So like they're all, you know. Uh <laughs> so we, we find out that they're they eventually get in the room with the Stark brain with not only Stark's brain, but also his eyes. So he can no, see no, no. they're digital, digital eyes. Oh, they're digitalized? Okay. They're digitalized. Uh, they weren't there first, but then they stay there. And I love how they only stay there because the first scene we see where it gets the digital interface right. is like his eyes and a mustache. <laughs> like a sort of outline Guys, of the face. I really, I don't know how much, like if you have Marvel Unlimited, please at least like read through this just so you can see like the sheer Listen, dementedness uh, that is Tony Stark's brain. I, I might I might take some screenshots and throw them up on the screen here when we so get great. to the review part. So, uh, so needless Telling to say, you, Tony Stark's brain, like his Tony brain Stark's makes, brain, is in a jar, and it it makes this whole this whole mini series really it yeah, brings it, it together. It does. So we get um, you know, we're they call it secure room alpha. Uh, we get the. Superia story, you know, story about how, you know, her backstory and everything, and then she en- ended up working with uh, AIM. So, uh, how this version of the Avengers welcome Broadstripe and Bright Stars the Avengers, and kind of confirms everything that happened. Meanwhile, we have uh, the Ameridroid getting his head chopped off by U.S. agent via shield, which is kind of gnarly, um, and then. Uh, suddenly, thanks to the uh, uh, timeline shenanigans, we see him coming out of the uh, uh, of, of the big body and uh, calling falling uh, falling apart. So, uh, we then uh, have our our two two baddies talking about where the devil's major America, but he gets you know sidelined to his quarters. And the teams are continuing to advance, whereas Taff and Steve and Shannon, they're looking for the Tesseract. They find it, and then Taff ends up getting sucked into the Tesseract. It's swallowed whole. The other, the other caps show up, and then, of course, uh, our baddies are there to start to fight them. And what inside the tesseract we find out that the tesseract is actually made up of a bunch of steve rogers is like all inside the tesseract suspended in frozen uh, animation uh, perhaps for all of eternity next the faithful conclusion which is issue five all right issue five with the cover of uh commander a on the cover so um we kind of get the recap page to begin with, and then it's into the infinite. So uh, they're in Valhalla uh, mountain, the alpha corridor. We have all of our various heroes, you know, helping out beast gets turned back into beast. So he's, he's furry. He, he goes for me. I don't know if it's back into beast. It's just turns into beast. Yeah. And then uh, we have others that end up disappearing. Thanks to the, thanks to the wave. Uh, 
so this kind of shows you what was happening right before the other caps showed up. So it kind of takes you back a little bit. So then we get to the others. Uh, so we have the fight scene between the other, between the others and our, and our various baddies, uh, major, uh, starts to, uh, no, that's not major. That's us agent starts to capture one of them. When all of a sudden the Ameridroid is back and he's got big again. So well, he we got bigger. Cause this is 3.0. Yeah, this is 3.0. This is the upgraded version of, Android. This, Meanwhile, this is we, the second the second body. Yeah, this is this, yeah yeah. So, um, we have Hank and we have Tony. They're still watching things, watching it unfold. So we have the brain and, and poor Hank can't do anything but watch. So, um, Ameridroid throws his mightiest of shields, um, and you, USA just like, dude, we, I thought I chopped off your head. And that's what he says. Just call me a Maradroid 3.0. Uh-huh. So, um, anti-cap. That, that actually makes me like slightly wondering, uh, just John's like IQ level. Cause it's a robot. <laughs> John is a very simple man. So needless to say, we, show, we, have... we need to, we need to show him Terminator. <laughs> this is true. Um, so, of course, Supra turns back into uh, her her former self or whatever. Uh, the ripple effect continues. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Major vanishes. The Ameridroid's been replaced by a machine smith. Uh, so Supra is like, okay, I'm going to jump in there. And then we have uh, who's the blonde girl's name? I can't remember. Uh, uh, Bright Star Ursula. Ursula slash Brightstar grabs the Tesseract and she's thinking that she's going to start taking control when all of a sudden we have um, uh, Taft's big giant head and then they all get sucked into the cube themselves. So every living thing gets sucked in. So Taft kind of has all everybody in here. They're all within the Tesseract. Dr. Dr. Wentworth is... um, being told, behold, the fruits of his of the of her labors, and U.S. agent thought bubble. Not a whole lot of thought bubbles in this period of time in publishing, but he's like Cap's taking this way better than I would. So Taft kind of explains where they are and what they're, what's happening. So basically, Super sought to remake the 21st century in her own design by supplanting the post-war Captain America. She callously removed them from the uh, you know from existence and then she decided to remove a bunch of other captain americas from existence as insurance but her time probe reverberated throughout the multiverse ever more realities lost their captain america initiating the wave of chaos that threatens to tr- unravel all of existence and of course dr wentworth is mad because she's like how dare you you know question my uh question my genius and so uh, the base Kath says, "Look, you've imperiled all realities, including your own, and the only way to uh, to put things back is to have 1940 Steve combined with one of these other caps." And and uh, 1940 Steve kind of gets in her face and was like, "Look, uh, look around you. You've upset not only uh, the balance of untold worlds, and so he." Without hesitation, um, something he should have done in Endgame. Oh, ho, ho, ho. anyway, 
Shots fired. Uh, so, of course, Whitworth is not going to allow it, but uh, Brightstar's like, look, you're on your own at this point. So she knows that she's been defeated. Cap does what he needs, what he should have done back in the day in Endgame, apparently. And uh, things start, you know, glow, big, giant, glowing things, and and uh, all the caps get thrown away from the Tesseract, and it starts coming apart, and things are starting to be put back for the first time in years. And uh, then we get to Captain America, 1940s Captain America, showing up right where he left off. And so then we have <laughs> U.S. agent getting crushed by a bunch of rubble. <laughs> Uh, then we cut to New York City, one generation in the future, where uh, American Dream is on her motorcycle. And we get to New York, you know, and, yeah, one generation uh, in the future, because this is most definitely the 616. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk Someone about that. Someone was trying to say something. <laughs> Somebody was making comments. Uh, we have New York City, quote unquote, 2011, the present, where Bucky is was looking at finding some terrorists when commander Rogers shows up and um, they have a conversation. And uh, of course the conversation kind of leads to this whole timeline shenanigans. Cause Steve's starting to remember some things that he didn't previously remember. Mm-hmm. Bucky gets arrested uh, Vox, which you said Fox, right? It was supposed to be like a Fox news thing. Yeah. This is Vox. Yeah. Vox, which is, was owned and is still owned by Disney. So uh, some well, this is before that. I don't think they wanted Vox to know, but yeah. And two, Fox News is actually not owned by Disney. No, Fox News is not. I, I was talking about yeah. Vox, the media company. Yes, yeah, the, the media company that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, but to the the lady that is the commentator, like the the host of the show that's yeah. talking about it is Ursula Armstrong, which is Ursula Brightstar, a.k.a. the Megyn Kelly of the six. Tommy Lernan, Megyn Kelly. Yeah, I feel like that. it's more Megyn Kelly because, like, the... Ursula has a little bit of more, like, the feminist aspects. Like, they, she clearly went with um, yeah. Wentworth to do the, like, super feminine, like, True. you know, hierarchy. I agree. So... Yeah, yeah, so it's it's more Megan Kelly. Yeah, so definitely Megan Kelly. Definitely more Megan Kelly. Port Yuma, Arizona, September twenty four ten, and basically uh, Commander A is christening a new ship called the USS Steve Rogers. Hip hip hooray! And of course, uh, we have Taff watching on in the crowd, saying, uh, you know, that he every everything is has as it should be. The quote at the end of the issue is the legacy of heroes is the memory of a great name and the inheritance of a great example. Benjamin Disraeli. Uh, And that is how this story ends. Kelly. Yeah. So um, obviously I really do like this mini. It is bonkers. It does have a slightly slow start, um, but once it gets going, it's, it's ever, you know, it's everywhere everything everywhere all at once um (laughs) i understood that reference (laughs) yeah so overall it's a great little series uh very fun and very uh captain america as it should be um for shannon specifically i think she's mostly in character 
Uh, and it's fun to see how Stern, you know, didn't really use their world numbers and again kept calling her the next generation's cap. Yeah. Um, like I said, totally forgot about Kiyoshi's last name and the joke with Luke Cage. So we already went into all that. Uh, but I did, I enjoyed the fact that. What? I think. Did I, did I run into your stuff? I think you did. My bad. So I was wondering like where your stuff was and now, yeah, it's just going into yours. Cause I was like, what? But anyway, yeah, no, um, I really enjoyed the series. Uh, I think everyone at least should like, if you are a captain America fan, you definitely should read it. Um, and I think it's also, it's a great example of how a multiverse story should be yeah. in the fact that it is weird and kind of crazy. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, everything goes back to normal. Everybody gets to live their lives as normal and things just go back to keep on keeping on, you know? It, well, and it's, it's a complete loop. Whereas with the multiversal stuff that we'll see starting in the next episode, mm-hmm. it's not yeah. a complete loop. It's a open-ended thing, which leads to questions. So um, my thoughts are, yeah, I enjoyed the fact that Uncle Raj treated the MC2 with the respect it deserves. To me, that's what makes part of this series work for me. Um, I have a bit of a quibble for Shannon cursing. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I like, I get it. Uh, that's one reason why my tagline is <laughs> red, white, and cursing. Um, but... No. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing it's yes. I don't think Shannon would curse, but at the same time, I think in this situation, it's slightly warranted. And yeah, not, I'm I, not saying it I, wasn't warranted. I do think she, she would curse. Um, I mean, she is a grown woman and has dealt with a lot. And I mean, my goodness, like I'm sure there's times where she's not always, little miss perfect because she, she really wasn't in like she's a little feisty when she's, you know. she's feisty it just it, it was something that i didn't ex- i forgot about and didn't expect when i reread it i was like oh oh okay <laughs> you know yeah well, it's different writers i mean it's i think the thing really it's so from the the dance yeah um so you know like from the dance where we kind of get where May's like, I don't know, you know, what I was being called, but certainly I wouldn't be called that, you know, kind of insinuating Phil cursed at her. Um, yeah. I guess maybe that's why we feel a little uncomfortable when we see MC two characters cursing. But I feel like this was kind of a place where, like, that's, I'm a little bit more okay with it, mostly because she was in character for the most part. Um, yes. Yes, I mean that's like in terms of characterization, she's in character. That like, like it's uh, Shannon, yeah. Like it's I mean, Shannon. So, but it felt like to me more like that would have like I w- I expected that more with a U.S. agent and Bucky. Maybe it's more so. They rubbed Shannon. off on her really quickly. <laughs> Especially U.S. agent. Um, yeah, I, but I what I really liked is that the tone and tenor of the brief scenes that we have of of nine eighty two world it felt like it did when we last saw Shannon in that final miniseries slash the end. Like it, I assume this takes place shortly thereafter and it just, it felt even to like the, 
to like the the art kind of felt like it was you know directly kind of referencing that in in my view um and i liked how she played off these other caps like this is a bucky and steve story yeah and at its core but she and shannon's kind of in, in a little in awe of it at first but she had just it's nice to see how quickly she adapts and never gets rattled obviously she's done some multi like some multiverse shenanigans where she goes to parallel universes before yeah in, in like other, the parallel, other. yeah not not but her first rodeo it's not her first rodeo but you know it's something that just doesn't happen often enough with 982 that you know it was cool to see that uh and i love how she gives us Asian a hard time and isn't afraid to get in his face because he's like he's like nice job and then she's like for a girl he's like i didn't say that but we know you meant it <laughs> like like the the it's quippy in the way that the best parts of the MCU are quippy. Um, when it's not being overly done, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, well, like, I mean, the best part of that panel is where uh, Captain America 1941 is like, cut it out. Like, stop. Stop with the quip. Like, stop, children. Stop bickering. Um, <laughs> is even 1941 Cap, who's like fresh out of like. Yeah, he's his- like probably younger than all of them. <laughs> and he's yeah no he's still acting like the adult uh but it's like you said it's there's a lot of cute moments in it and there's a lot of like crazy moments in the story um but of course is is this you know an mc2 story no does it feel like the stories we've read before no and unfortunately we're going to continue kind of in this realm for the rest of the time um because... It is an entirely, and like we kind of, we've kind of alluded to this, but in my notes, I said, it's because we're completists, we're going to, we're obviously covering it. Oh, yeah. But if you don't read this story, you're not missing a ton. No, but... not unless you really love Shannon, which I mean, yeah. why, why wouldn't you? Like, agreed. Shannon is awesome and does deserve a lot more love. Um, she does. So. And in my opinion, this is the blessing and the curse of the story because it's so self-contained. People might think of it as being forgettable. Um, and I, it's not a forgettable story. It's a, it's a bonkers story. It's, it's worth reading. It's because it's Roger Stern. It's going to be, it's going to be extremely well-written. Um, I do feel like the pacing is sort of extended because we set it up to be five issues with five players on the board. So there's five Captain Americas. To me, the pacing, like, I mean, it is, there's a lot that's in each issue. Like that's a lot, true. a lot. That's true. I, there, to me, there might've, you, you could have possibly cut it down. Maybe one issue, maybe, but. Um, it, not it, it not does... if you wanted to tell the whole story and see this, this is kind of where we're coming in with newer comics where it almost feels, and even like movies and television now where it yes. just kind of feels like everyone goes, nah, I don't need to like, I'm not going to spoon feed the audience. And yes, you shouldn't treat your audience like they're dumb and they don't know anything. But you also, if you're trying to tell a story and complete a story and complete a mini series like this, you also can't assume that someone is going to know everything when they're reading or even remember everything when they're reading. So you kind of want to make sure that those things feel complete and are at least explained Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's done really well here is because you're not talked down to. They assume no. you know who these characters are, but just in case you don't, you also still get a little bit of backstory. 
uh, you, because you, you can you know, hand this trade to somebody and you'll know exactly who all the players are. Yeah. I mean, this is the, uh, I, for those that are watching us on YouTube or not watching us on YouTube and, and well, listening. To I don't us. know. You still might not know who Kiyoshi is. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but in this, in this, co- so for those that are listening to the audio editions, I, I'm, I've pulled up the cover for the uh, trade paperback and it's got yeah. basically they Photoshopped all of the caps from the five covers together in, in one cover here. And, you know, yeah, you're, you're going to be like, okay, who's that one on the bottom left? <laughs> but um yeah it, it's it's it is bizarre i we we, we did talk about it and, uh, and i'll mention it here again the covers don't make sense <laughs> like they're not in order and it's they're kind of really too like they're i know that it was the style at the time and like we still get some of them sometimes but like they're right. very much just it's almost like vectors they are uh, and on white that, that backgrounds and that was- it's I was going to ask you. Yeah. What do you think of Shannon's cover? Like, uh, I mean, I think she looks fine. Uh, I the physique. I think her weird. legs are her legs are too skinny for the rest of her body, but you know that could just be her body proportions. I uh, mean, yeah. not everybody is always the, the, you know the, proportionate, and she's the, definitely you know she looks strong. She looks like she's she, going to kick your butt. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, just like the, I guess it's weird because I, I guess like the way that sh- the the torso looks is a little off to me, but I don't know, and I don't know why. Um, but maybe it's just because of the placement of her stripes. It makes her look like it, it almost maybe it almost kind of looks more elongated. Yeah, but it's not actually elongated. Yeah, yeah. So that that's probably what it was. I I couldn't figure it out. I was I was looking at it and I was like, there's something weird about this, about this cover to me. It's a, so. I mean, it's a cute look, but it also like just you know, fashion tip. Uh vertical stripes will generally make that area look longer. Yeah, yeah. And usually I felt like with with Ron's design, it was not quite as long of a torso. Like it didn't look as long with when Ron was drawing it, so I still think it's it's a you know it's a good drawing of her. It is. It is. Oh. Uh, Phil Jimenez is is a is a great artist. Of uh, you know, um, very much in that mold of uh, uh, George Perez in terms of his style. Like he tries very hard to be like this generation's George Perez. Very detailed. Uh, the artwork in terms of in inside the books, it's good. It's not not necessarily my favorite. Cause it's sometimes he's trying, they're trying to be super hyper feels like they're trying to be more realistic and same time. It's not, it, it kind of oscillates back and forth. And you know what I mean? Um, like on the street on, like on some of the close-ups, like there's a lot of like, sorry, I didn't mean to hit my mic. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I, it's I, good. Overall, overall, I like the art. Um, I mean, I'm not really, you know, I kind of said on the show, I didn't really want to like super always nitpick art because nothing's going to compare to what we got in the, the three title series. Cause that's, no, you no. know, creme de la creme, amazing, like top tier, uh, iconic art by, um, Pat Olaf and Ron friends. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to compare other people to, well, Ron, look, Ron is you know. Ron is S tier. We all know that uh, he's, you know, 
<laughs> cap one, cap two, cap three, cap four, cap five. Uh, let's see. What else? You're going, you're going way far back in the comments. There was like a comment that I was going to, that, that kind of okay. re re I referenced uh, when it came to like the continuity and it was Winnipeg Webhead saying Marvel should really consult with these online fan groups when writing their stories. Half the time they know more about the characters than the writers themselves. Hmm. Well, you know, I back mean, in the day know, there that's... used to be a continuity cop that that was their job was to kind of, you know, put all the all the pieces together and make sure everything fit you know but mm -hmm. since casada took over and and james i i i want to blame james first before and casada kind of i took don't it up. like i just i feel like you don't necessarily need a continuity cop mm -hmm. uh as much as you just need an editor that actually like cares more about read like actually like when they proofread it shouldn't just be for spell check well, and uh also, you know because maybe you know certain characters names shouldn't change in three separate issues <laughs> what do you mean some some constructs that were made for via a, a totemistic I, character I, that nobody I, 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 I get i get the child did not exist but she had a name <laughs> but I don't even know what official name that should be. <laughs> and I don't think that Wells and the company knew. <laughs> like, sorry. Tell, anyway. tell me, you're, tell me, you're making a character that's memorable without telling me you're making a character that's memorable, or doing the exact opposite. In any case, maybe if the team cared, uh, these things wouldn't necessarily happen. Or then, if continuity mistakes did happen with a team that cared um it's a little bit more forgivable yeah because you know it was an innocent thing you know like i mentioned earlier with hobgoblin um yeah. you yeah. know i'm i'm not expecting the writer of an anya story to read spider girl the end right honestly it the guy probably doesn't even know april exists well, it, it so, felt like that they at least read the latter half of Spider Girl, the first volume, they, and at least the first volume of, of volume uh, volume of ASG. So, like, there was a rudimentary knowledge of the exactly. Of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, there was at least some knowledge. There was at yeah, least was some idea. It just, you know, like I said, and that's kind of where it's like. I'm not expecting someone, especially if they don't know the character and they don't, you know, it's not like they're not leading with that character. I don't expect them to know everything, but I do expect an editor to possibly bring that up or yeah. somewhere, someone somewhere, you know, bringing up some editor note. Yeah. Would clarify a lot. And it, it shouldn't, we don't it shouldn't see be those the... anymore, you know? Well, I mean, and if you do, it's the writers that are doing it and the writers shouldn't be the ones and like we saw that with Spencer run because Spencer actually went back and read every Spider-Man comic he could possibly read. Yeah. It's called so research. He did the research like, you know, that Stern does the research. Anytime well, you've ever read most, a Roger Stern, most, most of the time, give a damn. you know, anytime you've read a Roger Stern led miniseries or, of some sort, he's going to go back and he's going to do his research. You know, he he read enough Shannon to know how to, how to write her. Obviously he had a lot of 
experience writing, you know, US agent. And it looked like he went back and read the Bucky stuff. So like he had that knowledge coming in and he, and it, it does fit. If you're a cap fan, this is a, to me a, a great miniseries. If you're a cap fan, because it gives you different flavors. Obviously the creative character um, was something completely new, but like, that to me, bringing the three caps together is something that was a lot of fun. Seeing a Steve and seeing his reactions to everything, for, like the 1940s Steve, and they and they did this later on with the uh, Invaders Avengers crossover that they did later on, where the they brought the Invaders to present day or whatever. So it's not like the first time that's happened, but seeing that Steve react in in a very real and wholesome way and kind of being both intrigued, but also horrified about what, what the future was like. You know what I mean? So <laughs> apparently Vickman finally made out what was on your hat <laughs> on your beanie. Yeah. One of, one of my favorite beanies. Cause it's dumb. so anyway, so let's move on. Uh, we do have a voicemail. Yes. That's uh, was left. Yes. Uh, I think it was so to kind of set this up. I think it was left during the last episode. <laughs> during, almost, actually, during the last episode. Like literally, while we were recording it live. Thanks, so, Walter. Thank. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. all right, it's it's our good buddy Walter. Hello, Walter. This is for the make my mayday. It's your friend, friendly neighborhood pest, Walter. Just want to congratulate you on your epic run with Ke Kelly's expert analysis and Zach's receding head hairline. Thanks, Walter. You both did a wonderful job. Very entertaining and very informative. I can tell the passion that you had for the character and hope that you enjoyed it as much as your audience did. Take care, guys. Hope you hope to see you around the internet more. Well, thanks, Walter. Uh, we are not done. Yeah, no, <laughs> nowhere, nowhere are we near done. It's just um, now we're in the multiverse of shenanigans and the unraveling of the MC2 and how, you know, there's this somewhat like if we just fix it, it's back to normal, right? No, uh, because you know when you break a well, what is that Beyonce lyric or not? Not lyric. It's a line from the song with Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. uh, well, there's also a uh, Spider-Man Steve Ditko talking about Joe Casada breaking of the toys. Do okay. you remember? Do you remember that? I do know the breaking of the toys, but I I want to while you while you bring this up, I'm going to search for that Beyonce line. So so, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, but there was so Ditko occasionally did stuff online, like he would write things and then people would publish it online for him. And uh, I remember that he had seen a article about what about Joe Casada using a phrase called sometimes we just got to break the toys and Ditko kind of pushed back on that where it was, you know, there's a certain point where you, if you break the toys, then the toys are no longer recognizable as the toys that they were. 
And of course, with him being, you know, very objectivist, um, he's very black and white when it came to that type of thing. And there's a little bit of gray there, but like definitely what Kelly is saying is, you know, true. This is the breaking of the toys moment from this point forward in our, in our look back. Well, Um, this is, this is the start. Like this is kind of where like, Oh, Hey, here's some multiverse shenanigans. Isn't this fun? And you know, this story is fun. And it does it the way we've seen multiverse shenanigans in the past do things, which is everything stay, you know, ultimately everything stays pretty much the same in their world and they go back and it's just like this really weird story. And Spider-Verse is the first time everything gets unraveled, uh, worlds get quote unquote killed, uh, even though they don't. And, you know, a lot of erupt, uh, I can't speak, but a lot of harm comes to not just Mayday, but a lot of characters. And then it took Spider Geddon to kind of fix these issues. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. things just, when someone doesn't really care about the character, yeah. even when you try to fix it, it's not fixed. Um, It takes a lot of heart and soul, which I will give Marvel credit. They did do their best to try to ease this kind of breaking of the character um, to us, you know, by having Tom and Ron write some stories. But of course, they had to keep within the parameters of what the main story was asking for. And, you know, you can go back and listen to Mayday Monday's interview I believe it's still up. Um, it's on. It's still on Spotify. It's still on Spotify, uh, where that was talked about because it's. I don't think I. You know, it definitely wasn't the most enjoyable experience for anyone that cares about Mayday. Um, and so, with the quote I actually found, it's actually was done by Lady Gaga, but it's from the telephone thing. But mm. it's you know. It was me because I was thinking trust is like, so it says trust is like a mirror. You can fix it if it's broken, but you can still see the cracks in the MFing reflection. And of course, not talking necessarily about trust, although I think this actually applies to Marvel as a whole. Because when you do start doing what we're going to start reading, it does start to wear down your trust, which of course, yeah, maybe you shouldn't trust a company, uh, but it starts, you start to doubt the corporates, um, like the corporations, what am I like? I mean, storytelling abilities ultimately, mm-hmm. and just also like care, like they really don't care about you. Uh, no, sorry I to can't. say, uh, you know, yeah. they like a corporation cares about sales and that's it. They, and they care. And in, in the case of the comics, I mean, we've talked about this on, Spider experience, and I know you guys talked about it on Crawl Space as well. The 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 comics are a tax write off now. <laughs> they're not they're not they're not the stir that's you know yeah, they're IP like, factories. I mean IP. that's all they are. And, but um, you know, we'll like I said, we'll get more into this uh, as we go through uh, Spider Verse. Uh, we are going to go over Amazing Spider Man eight through twelve next episode. So another. Um, kind of long episode, but it, it doesn't make sense to break it up. 
it, it's one of those things we got to talk about the build up to Spider Verse and the beginnings of Spider Verse so it makes sense for people. Oh and well, Spider Man eight through twelve is Spider Verse. Is it oh, okay? Well, I haven't. The I haven't. Main story. I haven't cracked open my uh, my my trade. Yeah, yeah. But. So these are the main stories because there wasn't really a lot of build up involving May for Spider Verse. No. No. Um. So and again, we're only going to focus on her um and her story. So the thing with is Shannon's in every single issue of this, even if she's not like the lead character. Um, May is not necessarily in every single issue of Spider-Verse. So we're just going to focus on the issues that she is involved in her story in the involvement because Spider-Verse covers a lot. And there's a lot of different little mini stories going on. We'll definitely talk more about that, um, especially in Spider-Geddon because like that's a very clear arc with just her because we miss a whole bunch of whole bunch of that spider-verse event Listen, the, if you're the, only the, focusing on may because may just shows up at the end with you know uh super sentai armor <laughs> so so in the same realm that i covered uh spider-verse in terms of like focusing on scarlet spider characters right because they had the scarlet spiders miniseries during spider-verse we'll do the same thing with spider geddon where it's the spider girls miniseries yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, we're definitely going to go through Spider-Verse next episode. It's going to be a larger episode. Um, we'll probably definitely get into the nitty gritty because I think that that's really where it needs to be. Yes. Uh, so, you know, the episode everybody has been waiting for us to do and wants <laughs> to hear us talk uh, about we're it. We're not very excited about it ourselves. <laughs> Uh, cool. but you know, we, we will be, so, um, we'll so work reference... that out because I may or may not, we may or may not need an extra week <laughs> from our yeah. normal t every other week schedule, you know, twice a month schedule. Um, we'll talk about it because I definitely want to make sure we have enough time set. Yeah. And there's a lot going on to, uh, you know, somebody is asking when, I, when, I, when moving day is, well, I have to be out by the 31st. So <laughs> So, you know, so I'll be, we'll, I'll be yeah. packing a lot. Um, I'm going to try to not take everything down before beforehand, but most of the office is going to be downstairs. Um, you know, so there's going to be a lot going on with me and uh, I start a new job soon. So like there's that. So social media is going to be key. <laughs> to, and I'll update, obviously, if you're subscribed to the channel here on YouTube, whenever it's you know whenever we're ready and everything like that and we have a date set then we'll we'll uh we'll set it up on Streamyard, youtube facebook our twitter's twitter streams and stuff like that so it'll all be there and we'll we'll hype it up um in terms of audio editions of this should be out uh next week so uh patreon yeah. will get it first and then uh general public will get it after that just so y'all know that's that that's a whole Zach rule. I would just post it. <laughs> I'm I know. cool with just making make mine made a free for all. Okay, well, I, I try to give you know. Patreon subscribers something. I know they 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 deserve things. Yes. So like I just you know they deserve special stuff because they they do they they help they help us a lot and we appreciate our Patreon members. I'm just saying, I that was like a, a thing on this show that I was vetoed on. <laughs> it free for all all the time 
yeah so as, as soon as as soon as i have it and now i've got everything fixed on the wordpress side to where it will actually post when i say it's going to post okay uh, so hopefully uh, no but yeah it, no well the we'll, last we'll work few, all this out yeah yeah the nope. last few episodes that i've scheduled have actually gone out on, on the time i said good. so good you know. but yeah so we will get we will let you all know what date is going to be the major spider-verse episode that i know everybody is going to want to tune into mm -hmm. so we'll definitely need to be on our a game and yes yes i will i will we will definitely be on our a game we might we'll probably start we working just, on we probably need to just focus on a saturday i think a saturday would work uh, saturday would be great yeah yeah let's 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 do it on a saturday like maybe okay. as i'm like we're literally doing the schedule live guys it's fine um <laughs> What the twenty second? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. I mean, obviously, like if you need to take everything down, like it's totally cool. But yeah, um, like I say, the the, the most everything else, and I need to get everything else out of this room before I before I focus. Oh, on Oh yeah, the that's fair. So no, I'm just um, saying in general, like it's okay if our backgrounds are not perfect, but let's let's try to do early ish, not like super early, but you know earlier so that way we can have a long detailed deep dive yeah, into and you'll spider verse and you'll, yeah and and you're you'll be i want you someplace comfy because this is <laughs> this gonna be you know it's gonna be a big one <laughs> this yeah no i know this is uh, it, it's and and we want to be able to give it time and we want to promote it i mean yeah we, we appreciate everybody that's watching right now we've increased our our, our view view count more people are watching yeah, right thank now thank you uh so if you haven't if you're watching us live thank you for watching us live. yes thank you uh and you know we didn't know because this is like one of those where we're like oh this is gonna be a fun one we get we kind of knock it out you know and yeah so, yeah it's you know it, this was more just like let's knock this out before we get into the I do have a question for you, Kelly, before we okay. do the formal outro. Did okay. you join Threads yet? Yes. Okay. All right. So I, I joined I mean, it's, Threads. It's this, so thread, all Threads are the same as Instagram, and you cannot change your Instagram handle without changing your Threads handle or vice versa. It's awkward. Yeah. 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 So the Spidey Dude Network one. Be sure to follow that one. I'll be updating that as I update the Twitter as well. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I thought you, I figured you did, but I, I didn't know for sure. So there's too much social media. I don't know where to go anymore. I'm very confused. Uh... <laughs> another, another one. <laughs> it's like, okay, guys. I listen, I, 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 I'm is about it, is it lame? Am I showing my age? If I just say like, whenever I see a new, like social media thing pop up, it, all I hear is DJ Khaled and another one and another one. <laughs> it's, it's like Hydra cut off one head, two more sprout up in its place. Uh, yes, actually. it's. But by the look on Kelly's face, it's going to take a lot of her to talk about. Listen. It is. It is. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to, like I said, we're going to bring our A game. I've, mm -hmm. I've been saying this as everyone's asked and we've all led up to it. I, I want us to be on our A game. I want us to do really thorough deep dives on everything and give it the, honestly, like the most fair shot possible. I don't want it to just bash it to bash it. Um, no, we're, because we're gonna, that's we're, not, that's not the intention. Um, 
we're going to give it the the make my mayday treatment which is we're going to be fair Uh, if we don't like something we'll call it out but like for the most and for the most part we haven't disliked things but you know well i mean i still have an issue about that panel with her in the shower (laughs) yeah yeah that that one that one you that that's a hill you will you will die on on that one and and it's justified um and so again you know we're going to give it the, the we're we're going to be fair but firm that's a good way of yes it, it's it's a lot like how i do any any and all reviews uh you know i've i've stated this if anybody's watched anything i've ever had to read on slot i will give him his flowers when he is due flowers and i'll give criticism when criticism is due uh you know at least when i feel that it's it's justified right. so it's it's going to be normal sailing, but I want to make sure that we really do this episode justice because it's been the one thing I think overall that we have been, we've had people ask for us to do and ask when we're doing it um, and said they couldn't wait to hear it. Uh, You know, other than, you know, talking about April and like, y'all all all know how much we had people ask about April. We had a lot, yeah, and and I think even more so than April, we've had a lot of people ask us, well, "What do you think of Spider Verse?" Because it's such a departure from what came before, and so, um, and I'm interested to go back and read it with my perspective that I have now, as opposed to as it was coming out. Yeah, it's the anger has subsided. Uh, I mean, there's still, I think, some some resentment, some some anger uh because there always will be it it's yeah. it's a bitter it's a bitter feeling um especially like when we start going into the history and we start kind of going into some of the discussions that were happening on social media prior to it starting um we'll get into like what ran me off twitter in 2014 uh, some yeah, fan we boys. Will, uh... uh so you know we'll we'll kind of get into all of that as well to kind of like really because that's ultimately the main thing is i want to make sure that we give an accurate representation of what it was like to be a fan as these issues were coming out and that's the way we've kept this from the very beginning because this is a this podcast is a time capsule and so you know this is how we're gonna it's how we're gonna flow yeah, it, it is different, and it, it you know it's it, it's um, yeah. So can't wait. We'll get uh, we'll so we're gonna wrap anything anything further there, Kelly. No, I'm good to go. We will see you guys on so the twenty second. Yep, twenty second. Yeah, twenty second. So thanks again for watching, everybody. You can follow us on our social medias like Facebook uh, at Spidey Network. That's also the same on Threads and Instagram, uh, Twitter.com uh, at Spidey Radio and at Make Mine Mayday. You can follow us there. YouTube, if you have not just subscribed, find us on YouTube, Spidey Radio Network on YouTube uh, and, and uh, TikTok as well. So thank you guys for watching. Those that are watching us live here on YouTube, if you're an audio listener, thank you for listening to the audio version. Leave us that five star review and let us know how we're doing by leaving us an email at Make my mayday at gmail.com 
and we will read it live on our respective podcast. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can leave us a voicemail at 818-925-6631, and we will play it live on the respective shows. Of course, if you haven't checked out our other great shows, be sure to do so. But we got to thank our patrons before we get out of here. Uh, Patreon.com slash Spidey Network. Allison, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Catherine, Kale, Kegar, Laura Howard, Master Dramon, Venetian, Scott M., Vanessa and Vicky, thank you guys for your support, as well as Scott, Sebastian, Bankman, and Winnipeg Webhead. Thank you guys for your support. Also, you can look at our friendly neighborhood uh, graphic here on the on the tier. We thank them for their support as well. And of course, uh, Adam and Jurgen, thank you guys as our newest patrons. Thank you guys for your support. So we'll see you guys next time here on Take Mine Maple. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Hey, before we get out of here, we always got to thank our patrons over at Patreon.com. Our three $1 and up patrons that get audio-only shout-outs here on each and every audio version of the episode. Greg, Lisa, and UltimateFanGirl.exe, thank you guys for your support over on Patreon. It is eternally appreciated. So if you want to donate, you can certainly do that over at Patreon.com. You can also try us out for seven days free. If you want to do a seven-day free trial, we are starting to establish that as well. So thanks for listening here on Megaline Bandit, and we'll see you next time here on the Audio Edition. They, get, they got this on Patreon first. If you want to get it early, certainly check us out on Patreon. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.